0: welcome to the cool explorations podcast and radio program with your host tony peters i hope you'll enjoy today's segment welcome to cool explorations i'm your host tony peters today we are blessed to have a fellow podcaster on uh rose booth who has the podcast one single thought which she can get into in a little bit here but why don't you start off by just uh, introducing yourself and uh, letting us know who you are
1: Sure. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be with you today. So uh, I am um, a podcaster, an author, uh, a ministry leader at my church. I do a lot of ministry through my church. So those are the things that uh, occupy my time these days.
0: And that's great. And how did your walk with the Lord start? Uh, Where did that all start and how has it progressed over the years?
1: So I was saved at the age of eight and it really started about a year before our family was in a pretty significant car accident. Uh, I'm an only child. It was my parents and myself. We were hit broadside and literally we all should have died. We all survived. But as a seven year old, I was raised in church. I heard about Jesus, you know, was there every time the door was open. But when um, the accident happened, it really, in my little seven-year-old heart, started to make me understand that if I had died, I would have been separated from my parents, from God. And so that's when the Holy Spirit really began to work on me. And when I was eight, actually May of uh, 1974, I'm coming up on the anniversary uh, I accepted Christ and followed Him at that point, and I don't, you know, I've had doubts in my life at times. But due to a lot of circumstances I've been through recently, my faith has not only been challenged, but it's been affirmed.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's important to note. We all have our our ups and downs in our faith, uh, and just like you do with with anything that you go through in life, you're always going to have ups and downs. Uh, and uh, we use those times to grow, and uh, the Lord usually has has a lesson He's trying to teach us, or something He's trying to show us uh, through those experiences. And I loved uh, I loved reference Job because uh, Job to me just is such such a great reference for that. Just showing us, you know, I went through all these trials, and look at how strong and blessed I was at the end of it. And you could look at David, you could look at Joseph, and like Bible character after Bible character after Bible yeah. character, where God just used their life's challenges to help them grow and and become stronger Christians.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've studied Job recently, <clears throat> given what I've been through, and which we'll get into mm-hmm. later. But um, you know, one of the things that came out of that study was the realization of the chronological time frame of when that happened. And if you read through the Bible in a year and you read Job chronologically, it comes right after Genesis. And, you know, we already know that um, Job was in the Old Testament, so it was pre-Messiah. But really to understand that Job really did not have all of the future knowledge that we have as believers today and believed in a God based on what he saw. And, you know, and the Hebrew, the Hebrew love of, of God, but it wasn't, you know, he, he, he really had a faith that is just unmatched to me, uh, on top of everything he dealt with. Um, it just, he's, it's a real picture of wrestling with your faith. And I've, I've been in those seasons and, could say i'm I'm in it a little bit now, but working through a lot of that and I think job has really become a bigger hero to me because of that,
0: yeah, and uh I have a lot of my own life experiences that I've really really struggled with, and that's so why I, I love characters like like David and job uh because you know it just shows you you know no matter what God is there and uh, like you said back then they didn't have all of the scriptures. Uh, David would have had like the Torah, and that would have been what what he knew. It would have been that, and uh, he still had this strong faith. And uh, it's interesting to note too that atheism is actually a a recent phenomenon. It's something that that people only just in the recent centuries started actually believing, and anything earlier than that. It wasn't actually a, a belief system. They all believed in some form of God. Uh, yes, there was false gods, many, many false gods, but they all believed in some kind of God, uh, some mm-hmm. something bigger than themselves. So yeah. I, I just think that that's kind of interesting when you're looking back at history books and reading all these things, even Josephus and, and uh, those kind of things. Where it's like, okay, yeah, God still played a role in their life in some way. It wasn't, necessarily the god we worship uh right. but it was a small g god that they worshipped. so they knew there was something greater than themselves right uh, yeah. and unlike today's society where we all think i am god you know and yeah. uh it, it's about me and my truth and and uh so i just think that that is is just something that that that's that's key to key to note and when you look at your own life experiences that you can if you want to share with those How have those experiences made you just a stronger version of yourself? How has God used those to shape you?
1: So a little bit of my backstory with uh, just growing up, my parents were married 18 years before I was born. They had three miscarriages and then lost my brother prematurely. He was only lived about five hours. Uh, Back in the sixties, obviously medical technology wasn't that great. So He probably would have survived today, but he didn't then. And thanks to the doctor who told my parents, don't give up, keep trying, I'm here. And I was told at a very young age, and remember, you're a miracle and you're a blessing from God. So I lived that way, knowing that from as far back as I can remember. Because my parents were older when I was born, although in today's society probably not as older but in the 60s you know being 37 and 39 was a, kind of an anomaly yeah. they really instilled in me about being independent and that we won't be here forever and we want you to make your own way develop your own family that sort of thing well you know true to that uh, you know I lost my mom um when i was 35 she had a lot of health issues and She died the day after my birthday. I spent my birthday in the hospital room with her as she was dying, knowing it was coming. Um, 13 years later, I lost my dad. Um, And so, you know, through both of those instances, I can share a lot of how God has strengthened me, how I walked through those times. I know looking back, I could not have done it without the Lord. Uh, He taught me so many things when my mom passed away the blessing that came out of that was just a passion for discipleship and that's really another passion that i have and part of what my ministry is at my church is i you know teach the ladies class i co-teach that i i lead a discipleship group there I, i love to mentor um young girls young women And that really came out of the loss of my mom because I had this godly woman for 35 years of my life and I felt such a void when she was gone. And so I knew from that, the Lord was calling me to be more intentional because I knew I was special. I was blessed. Not every woman has that in their lives. And so you know, and God used that for me to honor Him, but also to honor her. My dad passed away, um, as I said, 13 years later, <clears throat> and I think that really, you know, kind of catapulted me into the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm I don't care how old you are, you feel like an orphan when you've lost both your parents, and the Lord just used that to really strengthen my faith. He, my dad, had not been sick my mom had gone through a long uh, season of illness but my dad had some heart issues and really even the doctors did not know he was going to die when he did but I, I did I knew probably a little over a month when he first started having some issues I had prayed Lord I don't know if this is the end for my dad but if it is I want you to prepare me and I never shared that with anyone at the time and the Lord did. And over those weeks, I just became more and more prepared for his passing. And so I was sad and I was grieving, but I knew that the Lord had prepared me for that. So so many things along the way, I've lost a lot of jobs throughout my lifetime. And I've always, you know, relied on the Lord for that. Uh in 2019 though became a, a, a season of my life that I could never have expected it to happen, and I would have would have not believed it if you had t- if you had told me what I was a journey I was about to walk for the next two and a half years. So, November of 2019, I went to the ER with severe pain in my right hip. Now, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I was diagnosed with that at 28, and there's a whole story behind you know that and and you know learning to adapt to that as well. But I did, and I, I you know, I lived a, as normal of a life as I could live with the limitations I had. But I lived a pretty, pretty normal life. So in November of 2019, when I went in with this severe hip pain, um, there was just a lot that began in that journey that started a trajectory of really the next two and a half years spending it in the middle of a health crisis. So they diagnosed me with septic arthritis and I needed to get a hip replacement at that point. Mm. But but because the infection was so severe, they had to put in an antibiotic spacer, which basically just holds your hip in place. Um, I was very close to death at that time. Um, I didn't realize it, but I was many of my friends, um, my church family really is my family now. They were concerned. Um, I did make it through that, uh, but I was confined to bed. I was bedridden for the next two months while I took antibiotics to try to get rid of the infection. Scheduled in January of 2020 to get my hip replaced, went in, and the f- infection was still there. So we had to start the process over. I was so dejected. I was, I was sort of a Christian Pollyanna, Tony. I Through all that I've been through in my life, I just always said the Lord is good and it's all gonna be good and and I'd kept that that upbeat spirit. But in January of twenty twenty, that was probably the first time that it hit me. What is going on? What you know, what am I not seeing, Lord? What am I not doing? And so I spent the next two months in bed. So basically I spent four months bedridden. And as we all know, March of twenty twenty, the pandemic hit. And I was in rehab and then I was shut off from the world and stuck in rehab, bedridden with nobody that could come. The end of March, I was able to get the hip replacement I needed. Went back to rehab and had to start learning to walk all over again. Uh, because I'd been in bed for four months, my muscles were weak.
0: Yeah.
1: Had no one there with me. Um, the rehab team was, and the, and the facility, the nursing and stuff, was, were the only people I had. And I did all my rehab in a mask, so try doing anything in a mask, exercise-wise, and you'll know it's tough. Yeah. Was able to leave there in May of 2020, so basically for six months, I had not been at my home. Came home, and shortly after that, at a follow-up, I realized that my right knee, my right hip had been replaced. My right knee was just almost immovable. And one of the doctors that I had told me after my hip surgery, you know, you're going to have to get that knee replaced. We couldn't even manipulate it under anesthesia. So from that point to get full rehab back to get my full use of my hip and get it rehab, I had to get that knee replaced. Fought with the insurance company to get it approved. They denied me twice. Finally I had it set, goes, for- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally had it set for uh, August. Uh, the the 11th and a week before I ended up going to the ER with chest pain and what ended up happening uh, the first I did a heart cath and the first heart cath was um, they said oh you don't have any blockage I just got worse and worse as the day and the night went on they called in a different cardiology team that said you've got a blood clot you've got a blockage went in Got that cleared, put a stent in. It was very close to death, especially during the night when I just kept having more and more symptoms, more and more pain. Um, And thankfully, the Lord sent a cardiology team with a Christian cardiologist who stepped in and the Lord used her to save my life. Because of that, my surgery was delayed six months because after. That happens. You've got to go through rehab. You've got to be on blood thinners for a while. My orthopedic surgeon, who definitely is my dot said your insurance company saved your life. Because had you been on the table with a blood clot in your heart that we didn't know about, I'm not sure what would have happened. Mm-hmm. I told him the Lord saved my life. He used the insurance company to do it. Went through cardiac rehab February of 2021. Finally, the day came I could get that knee replaced. There's a huge snowstorm. Snow snowstorm here in Louisville, Kentucky, ten inches, which is not you know a lot for some areas of the world, but it was for us. I got there, had the surgery. It was extensively complex. My uh, patella was fused to my femur. There was a lot of work that had to be done. I went to rehab, and while I was in rehab, I was about a week away from going home. An accident happened in rehab. They pushed the wheelchair without any leg pedals on and my operative leg went under the wheelchair so far Mm. that it tore my pelotendon. tendon. Probably one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. Went to to my orthopedic surgeon. He was just, just distraught because he had instructed them, you need to take very good care of the knee. You can't push it, pressure it. It has a lot of healing to do. And now we were at this point He did patella tendon repair, and from that point, from March of 2021, exactly one month after my knee replacement, I was having tendon repair. From March until September or October, I was home trying to get my incision to heal. I had to have another surgery to clean it out because the incision opened up, dehissed. And so finally, in October of 2021, um, I had infection because the the incision just wouldn't close. Now, keep in mind, all this time, I I wrestled with my faith. I came out of the six months of hospital and rehab in a pit. Like I, I began to question my faith, my salvation. The Lord was faithful. He was there during all this time, even before the um the i I had the first knee replacement was gonna have the first surgery before i had the heart attack i literally felt such oppression from the enemy that i would you know i would say out loud get go away satan back off i'm not going to turn away from the lord it was a it was a very tumultuous time and this christian pollyanna was struggling finally and i and i just wanted to get back to life i worked a job i loved I worked a lot of hours, but I I loved my job. I loved serving at my church. And even during this time when I was bedridden in the first four months, that four months time period, my company sold my division. So I no longer really even had a job. My company kept me so that I could continue to receive my disability, my health insurance, and I will forever be grateful to that company for that. But here I laid wanting to get back to life, get back to what I wanted to do. And everything seemed to be crumbling around me. And that's all I want to do. I want to get back to that life. In October of 2021, when it was discovered I had an infection, I had to go back in and have a spacer put in my knee this time. Before I went in the hospital, I prayed and I said, Lord, I need to surrender to you. I mean, I, I love you, I am your child, but I haven't surrendered to you completely. I want to hold and keep control of this. I've, I've been saying for two, almost two years, I need to get back to work. I need to get back to life. I need to get back to what I need to do. So i just got to open my hands and let that go. And, and I asked him to forgive me for not surrendering through this. And that I wanted to just surrender to whatever, whatever he had for me. And Tony, the next three months were probably the worst months of this journey i went in and had the surgery i went to rehab at the hospital i was in rehab waiting till i could get the knee put back in i got covid i was switched to the covid unit at the hospital thankfully it was a minor a mild case but i was sequestered away once again after I got past the quarantine time, I was able to have my knee surgery. It went great. After I had it, my my incision just would not close up. Every time I moved, it was like a murder scene. Blood was everywhere. Mm-hmm. I even lost so much blood that I would say, Oh, I gotta lay back. I feel faint. The muscle, that tendon just it had not been able to heal itself to hold together all these incisions that we had to do. So the, the next thing we were gonna do is do what was called a muscle flap. Basically you take part of your calf muscle, you put it over top of your your knee to help reinforce those muscles. That was, that was what we hope would keep the incision together. We did the surgery, it went well. You wear a wound vac for 10 days and then you take it off and, and go from there. When they took the wound back off, first part of December of 2021, there was the incision was open. It was the opposite of what should have happened. The incision was open. There was a hematoma on top. And the surgeon said, I think all we can do is amputate. Mm-hmm. And this was not my regular surgeon, but the one surgeon that did the surgery with him And I was devastated. I couldn't believe this, that this was happening. I had fought so long for this leg and to get back to life. So for the next few, you know, the next couple of weeks, we talked about, you know, options. Are there other ways? Uh, We had a wound doctor come in to help. And really it just, the the bottom line was I could try to save this leg, but it could be a long process and end in the same way. The quicker way to get me back to life, was to take the, the leg. So the surgery was scheduled for New Year's Eve and my doctor was going out of town for Christmas and we had it settled, it was great. I hadn't felt great since the muscle flap surgery. I didn't really wanna eat, to you know, I just, I felt like I was probably emotional. At that time, there was a lot of stress, you know, just really accepting the fact of what was about to happen. So I just didn't eat much. I couldn't take in food. And then the day after Christmas, I coded. Uh, my blood sugar was 10. They rushed me to the ICU. I didn't know what was going on. I came to as we were heading to ICU and um, it was it was not good. So for the third time, I faced death. Um, my What had occurred is I had what was called an ileus. It was a, a blockage, a gastro blockage that was keeping me from wanting to eat. Um, it had depleted me, decimated my body, and so um, they had to clear, clear, clear me out. Um, they put in an NG tube. I, I don't remember a lot that happened, um, although I do remember thinking this was it, and I told my friends, my, my church family that were there with me at my side, I said, I'm gonna go see Jesus, and I'm ready. I'm so ready. And and they were very encouraging, no, that's God's decision, not yours. Yeah. But they didn't let on at the time that, you know, it was dire. I was in not good shape. Um, there was talk of dialysis, my kidneys were failing. Um, and, of course, amidst all this, now my leg turned septic as well as as my body wasn't able to to function properly. So in the midst of all that, on the 31st, I did lose my right leg above the knee. Um, and then after that, I went um, to stay in SCU, moved to step down, um, had to slowly take in, you know, liquids and fluids and try to get back and get my body back. Went to rehab in January of 2022, stayed there for two months, going from a, a, a body that really had no, no vitamins, malnutritioned malnourished, no protein in my system, um, couldn't sit up on my own, could barely talk because my core was just gone. To someone who left in March of 2022, able to go home and begin the road to, to building life back up. Um, what did God teach me through all that? I mean, the lessons are endless, Tony. I, I could go on and on, but what I know now looking back is that the Lord was always with me, even when I didn't feel it, even when I was angry and even when I felt like he said nothing to me, I knew he was there. And I am still on the other side of that journey, still learning what he's teaching me. Um, and I feel like I'll learn that probably for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. But I am still amazed and baffled at why he chose to keep me here on earth, but he did. And so I want to do all I can to give him glory.
0: Yeah. And that's something, uh, that we need to remember is that everything is for God's glory and that uh, God does have a plan. Even with politics and stuff, he's in control. Uh, even when we feel like things are really spiraling, um, God does have a plan. Uh, there is a purpose uh, behind things. And uh, anything that uh, the devil will take to try and try and do evil out of, God will be like, I can bring good out of this. And uh, it's just amazing to see. And I think it's kind of obvious. But uh, looking back, how can you see just God at each point being like, I'm here to help? Uh, how, how can you look back and see those at, at various points?
1: Gosh, there's so, so many. I mean, I, I mentioned my company. You know, I knew my company was selling my division. Um, and I would lay in bed and I would fret over what in the world, what is, what's going to happen to me? I mean, I, I can't sustain this life without disability without health insurance, all those things and the Lord provided uh, He provided uh, a way for me to be still retain my employment with them and you know by the the senior VP that contacted me to tell me what was going to happen she and I had worked very closely together and she said, Rose you you were there for us in times that we, needed you helped me you helped our company and so it's no question that we want to be there for you in this time and that was that was a mercy a tender mercy from god there were so many tender mercies along the way i mean that's just one um just the way that god showed up even in the timing of things
0: thank you for listening to the cool explorations podcast and radio program I hope that you've enjoyed today's segment, and uh, I hope that you'll consider supporting us at uh, Pool Explorations on Patreon, as well as uh, you can shoot me an email at tpeter745 at gmail.com if you'd like to support in other ways other than Patreon.